They gave him a bump, feet out in front, the big save by Leonard. Closing to his right, puck goes around behind the goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Colasar again down low, right side he shoots, knocked down, Theodore fires, and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Might be the only Wednesday like this the entire season. We have four games in the National Hockey League, and as we start hour number two of the BGK Insider Show, none of the four have dropped the puck yet. Our Predators against the Oilers uh, tonight. The Predators coming off a win over the Calgary Flames last night in Edmonton. Seven wins in their first eight. Carolina Hurricanes undefeated and perfect 8-0 and against the Blackhawks, who are the second-worst team in the National Hockey League. Blue Jackets and Avalanche and the Blues and the Kings. Blues and the Kings have played 42 times this year already. <laughs> like, sure how have. sick are those two of each other after the uh, the eight meetings a year ago and then uh, hooking up this year so many times uh, between the Pacific and the Central? They're not even the same division anymore. I think L.A. is probably more sick of St. Louis than St. Louis is L.A. <laughs> Uh, L.A. had a great performance uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights earlier this season. They're 3-5-1. and one. They're, they're trying to get through a difficult stretch of injuries. Colorado Avalanche are beat up right now. Uh, Columbus mm. is two games over five hundred. Uh, I don't know whether that continues the way it has. A very positive start to the season. But the Carolina Hurricanes... We're starting to inch up on the area where you're talking about some of the great starts in National Hockey League history at 8 0. Yeah, I mean, Carolina, good hockey team. Um, I, I should have gone with the Hurricanes as the final undefeated team instead of the Florida Panthers, but uh, that is that is something I'll have to remedy and live with. Although I will say, every time I, I put my my hat in for the Carolina Hurricanes, they disappoint me. And, you know, it would imagine, I would imagine that the time I don't is the time that they see their, 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 uh, their best start. So uh, Carolina, 8-0, I, I, I look at this team. There aren't very many holes. Jesperi Kakaniemi is, is seemingly fit right in. And Freddie Anderson is on a different level to start the season. So there you go. There's the Carolina Hurricane area, one of the best teams right now in the league. If Carolina wins tonight against Chicago, they will be one off the record for most consecutive victories to start a season. It's happened twice. Mm. The Buffalo Sabres did it with 10-0 and in 2006, and the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1993. Now, interesting, neither one of those teams went on to win the Stanley Cup. So uh, a 10-0 start you think would be an amazing accomplishment and, and really set yourself up. But uh, but neither one of those teams, uh, small, admittedly, small sample size. But uh, the rarefied air right now, if, if they can manage to, to win the next two games. And this one, this one is like the middle square and the bingo card compared to uh, what, what you've been through already uh, facing the one-win Blackhawks. Well, yes, it, it is, but it's also a Blackhawk team that 
is is starting to feel a little bit better about their game because they get a win on, under their belt. And Mark Andre Fleury over the last two starts has been very, very, very good for Chicago. So um, I understand your point; it's well taken. I would caution the Carolina Hurricanes of getting too overconfident, though, because we have seen Mark Andre Fleury and his ability to steal games. Four other teams have gone uh, to the ten game mark, and and lost uh, without a, without um, or being undefeated. But that was back when there was ties. The longest uh, stretch without a defeat, longest undefeated streak, is the Edmonton Oilers in eighty four eighty five. They went fifteen games. But again, ties. Shootout. Shootout uh, ruined that. Overtime ruined that. Uh, well, let's switch gears. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, beat the, the Vegas Golden Knights last night of four to nothing. Uh, let's get into our ratings for last night's game. And let's start with Chris Chapman with his evaluation of the road trip starting defeat against the Maple Leafs. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. I'm going to go jalapeno. It was a bad game. Not not the start to the road trip that the Golden Knights wanted. However, I thought Robin Leonard, as you guys mentioned in the first segment, played really well. So there were, well, there was a bright spot for the Golden Knights. I think it's 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 tough when you lose William Carlson on top of what you've already lost. And, you know, you, you have to adjust. And, and some guys may be put in positions they weren't comfortable with or not used to. But, like I said, it, it could have been worse. I think had Robin Leonard not played the game he had, it, it obviously, for me, would have been a bell pepper. But I think Robin Leonard kind of helped the team out, so they get they get the, uh, the jalapeno for me today. So a two out of five, the jalapeno pepper. Wallace. Yeah, it's a, it's a jalapeno. Come on. Like, it's not as bad as a bell pepper, and I think Chris kind of highlighted it. Robin Leonard was phenomenal for the Golden Knights last night. Um it very realistically could have been seven or eight to nothing Toronto based on the chances that they had. Leonard was dialed in and still allowed four goals. That's kind of how lopsided this game was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm going jalapeno. That's my rating. A four goal loss uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's uh, right there, the uh, large margin of victory this year. I- I'm a little surprised. I was expecting both you two to come in with bell pepper Mm -hmm. and I don't know whether you're coming around to my softer side of things or just uh, being, you guys are a little more patient with all the injuries right now, but I'm proud of you. All right. Chappie, I'm proud of you for looking at the big picture. Can I say something? And Wallace, I'm impressed with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to justify your Carolina Reaper? Uh, I'm not going to go Carolina Reaper, which would be five out of five. I bypassed the Ghost Pepper, which is a four out of five. And I can't go with Habanero, a three out of five. I'm joining you with a clean sweep of a jalapeno pepper, two out of five, because the goaltending performance of Robin Leonard has to count for something. You lost by four, and you didn't put much pressure, like Jack Campbell. uh, Somebody said last night he could have played with his gloves on the other hand at times and, and made uh, made a strong performance. There just wasn't a lot of pressure around him. There wasn't a lot of, there was a power play chance by Jonathan Marsh. So in the second period, that was the best chance through 40 minutes. And then Nick Waugh had a gold look point blank chance in the third period. And that's about all that 
that I recall, and I watched the game twice uh, for great chances. Yeah, I mean, you're in not around in and around uh, Jack Campbell, but the goaltending performance has to count for something, and you also have to take into consideration uh, uh, Mario's first game in and the uh, first game out for William Carlson and trying a bunch of different lines. Uh, you, there, there has to be uh, adjusting your sights. Yeah, you know, I'll be completely honest with you. As far as the um, the Robin Leonard performance, that certainly bumped me up from a bell pepper. But uh, the agreement that I have with Pete DeBoer's assessment of the game, it wasn't an effort thing no. last night for the Golden Knights. It wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't in any way, shape, or form to me similar to the game against the LA Kings. It was a team that was trying but was just overwhelmed by how good the Toronto Maple Leafs were. And sometimes you're just not going to have those days. You're just not going to have a strong game. And the Golden Knights were overwhelmed by a team with that, that was much more talented than they were. Um, if the effort wasn't there, I'd go bell pepper. But it was there. It wasn't for lack of trying. They just couldn't get anything going and, because of how good Toronto was. And I don't think Toronto was, was that influential. I, I evaluate it as Vegas was, was not sharp. Like exiting their zone and then uh, missing passes, uh, getting it in uh, deep and not having the pressure on the Toronto Maple Leafs and and the easy way that uh, the Maple Leafs were able to uh, get the puck out of their zone and, and in transition, there there wasn't that attention to detail that we've seen from the Golden Knights certainly uh, in in stretches of the Colorado game. Uh, uh, made plays and converted opportunities in the Anaheim game. More fortunate against Dallas, but the the Anaheim and the Colorado game were much more effective offensively and being able to generate chances. I put more of the onus on not being sharp last night than I do on the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, swarming them or, or, or taking over that game. Uh, I was shocked at the final shot totals last night. That it, that it wasn't a bigger difference. I, well, I mean, I, I honestly it was, thought there was going to be a bigger difference. It, it it well, I mean, Toronto didn't didn't advance the puck up the ice for the final fifteen to, to seventeen minutes of the game. So mm-hmm. that was where the Golden Knights made up a large chunk of of the shot differential. But yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, Darren. I, I was surprised when I looked at the final numbers too. Thirty three to twenty six, the shots for Toronto in that game. Um, it it was real bad for the for about forty five minutes there, where Toronto just owned everything offensive in terms of um, in terms of the chances and and shot attempts and scoring chances, high danger, all that. We watched Vegas rally against Dallas after being outplayed through two periods. We were in the rink when Anaheim turned around a game that was going so far against them. It was like you felt sorry for them and John Gibson. That that was on Friday night. And that game went to overtime and then a shootout. Last night, I was clinging to that optimism that games can turn until there was one moment, and it occurred on the power play, in the second period, when Vegas wins the draw, the puck goes back to Shea Theodore, it hops over a stick, he tries mm-hmm. to corral it, it gets over the blue line, and five seconds of the power play, Shane Theodore changed on the man advantage. And yeah. and the look on Shea's face was, what the heck? Like, what? How does that happen? 
And the, 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 I'm sure the expression on the coach's face is because they've made the change was what's going on tonight. Like, how is this? This is, this isn't effort. This isn't, uh, uh, pay, paying attention with your mind. It's just like things aren't going right. And, and that's a, that's a high caliber national hockey league defenseman that we're talking about having the potential to be on team Canada. And it just was awful for him last night. So that's, that was yeah, I, where where I was clinging to all these these previous games and comebacks and game changes, and then that happened. I went, okay, let's move on to let's move on to Ottawa, uh, Chapman. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like yeah. you because I I had a, a moment. It wasn't that moment. It came a little later in the second period, but it was when Austin Matthews scored that that his second goal of the night. Oh, the second one, the second one, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's that's not good because it came off of off of. The, a draw in the, uh, the 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 zone there uh, in Toronto zone and yeah I, I I said at that point there's no coming back from this that was that was a backbreaker Wallace yeah my my turning point was Austin Matthews first goal of the game it, it was the power play goal it was what a rocket two nothing Vegas huh it, it was I mean it was phenomenal it was it was an absolute beautiful shot and it was a well designed play and w- William Nylander just sells everybody right like that that was just a beautifully designed power play goal but you know for for the golden knights you could see in the first period that they weren't in sync and then you even look at the fact that that you know against dallas right they were tied coming out of the first period they were only down a goal uh at the end of the second period the fact that they were down two in the second period and hadn't really turned the corner yet in terms of finding their legs and getting themselves into the game, I thought it was a big ask to ask that team to come back with two goals, three goals to win. Um, The Austin Matthews goal to me was the backbreaker. That release, I went, um, what wrist surgery? (laughs) What what rehab? What recovery? (laughs) What happened there? Because that was a sizzler uh, straight to the the short side shelf. Just a beautiful shot from Austin Matthews, who incidentally has seven goals now mm-hmm. in six career games against the Golden Knights. Having somebody's number, that's what we call that in the, <laughs> in the broadcasting uh, business. Uh, so now we move on to Ottawa Tomorrow, who uh, who have a penchant to giving up a lot of goals. We're a team. A lot of goals. They, they're scoring, too. Mm-hmm. Scoring some. Uh, Robin Leonard, this will be a game, one of his uh, former teams, the team that uh, that he broke in with. So I anticipate the the stretch of action for Robin Leonard to continue uh, against the Ottawa Senators, who are better, who are more competitive, who uh, their kids are, are more experienced. Uh, this will be a fun game, I think, uh, for, for that group of Senators against uh, a Vegas Golden Knight team last year. Remember Mark Stone going out and just taking control? It was the first game, uh, uh, not last year, but two years ago, the first game for Pete DeBoer uh, as, as, as head coach. Like Vegas controlled the, the whole night. Tomorrow night, I, I think Vegas, this is a winnable game, but it's also mm-hmm. a game where I can see the Ottawa Senators' kids getting really excited about it. 100%. I look at tomorrow night's game as, as one that more to me is going to resemble what 
the Anaheim Ducks game was, and, and not so much in terms of the Golden Knights controlling play and Ottawa coming back or anything like that. I just think there's going to be a lot of scoring chances. I think that both sides are going to get some looks because of the nature of, of the rosters, and whoever can, can put the puck in the back of the net and produce more is going to end up winning. So, um, you know, I, I think the Ottawa Senators are, are a fun team. They're they're exciting to watch, and they can put the puck in the back of the net. They can't defend, as you mentioned, Darren, uh, at you know, at, at, as, as far as, like, clamping things down. So that gives a, a little bit of positivity for the Golden Knights' offensive uh, outburst, or hopefully an, out, an outburst for the Golden Knights. Um, I think it's going to be an up-and-down game. I, I don't know that I would... If I were looking at trends, I think I'd go over in this game as opposed to under because I think <laughs> the Ottawa Senators are going to try to score and the Golden Knights should be able to get some good chances on that defense. And, and Ottawa scores uh, some power play goals in the greasiest of fashion. Like pucks off gloves, shoulders, mm-hmm. knees. Yeah. It, but they're all, sure. they're, Chris Tierney, the, the, uh, they're all around the net. Always always around the net and they've scored so many goals that had to be looked at uh this year where you went how did that go in what did that hit to go in and um they uh they're also a team that that has some confidence offensively and is starting to be competitive and when that starts to develop you think you you can score more goals and that's the way to win so that's another reason why uh, you, you might look at the uh, the over uh, tomorrow night uh for for Vegas it's it's another game in which uh has got another uh opportunity to to show his stuff uh maybe they go with the the lines that we saw in practice today uh but I think it's a winnable game, and and don't judge. It's going to be hard for for the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm talking to you right now. Uh, it's going to be hard to maintain composure when you see results like last night. But mm-hmm. we are going to see more of those. But if you can sprinkle in what you saw in wins against Colorado and Dallas and Anaheim. And have those types types of performances, uh, that that's a real positive. But last night, that's going to happen, and it's going to happen again. And that's just the reality of, of trying to survive uh, through this this really difficult stretch of of injuries. What well, I think you accept it a little bit more when it when it's Toronto, or yeah. if it were say Carolina, or. Mm-hmm. You know, even maybe the Edmonton Oilers, like you lump them into that category, right. but you, you don't you don't accept it as easily if it happens tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators. And I think that's kind of the main point here is I, I don't expect it to happen tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators. I don't expect the Golden Knights to be shut out against Ottawa. I, I don't expect it to be a runaway victory for the Ottawa Senators. I think it's going to be a close competitive game, and that's what it needs to be for the Golden Knights. And, and I think... The, the patience needed for fans has to come from good outings against teams like Ottawa and Montreal and Detroit, the final three teams on this road trip. The Golden Knights have to have good showings against those three teams. I don't know what your kids are like with the TV, but but mine are all or nothing. Like Either they're on their phone and the TV's just on and the volume's low, or it's cranked up. But there's no middle ground. There's no 30 on the dial. It's 75 mm-hmm. on the volume, or it's down around four. That, that's kind of what we're looking at with Vegas right now. 
where it's it's probably going to be an all or nothing like win be in the game and and be competitive or Pete DeBoer is going to have to arrest his players and and go with the balanced lineup and and maybe surrender a couple of performances and and do some load management uh, throughout, especially when you're going into a stretch like what tomorrow starts with three and four. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. And if there are games where you start to get the feeling that you can come back, say you're down by a couple of goals, but it's feeling more like it did against Dallas than it did against Toronto then you push in those moments. If you think that there's something there, you push in those moments. But if you don't think that it's going to happen, you don't think that it's there, then you, you, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. You, you, you got to pull the pull it back a little bit and live to fight another day. I was really hoping they were scoring a power play goal last night just to get that out of the way. Like, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. not their night. It's not going to be a win. But just erase that and let's move on. I was. That was what my focus became uh, halfway through the game. That and Peyton Krebs. I was hoping he was going to be able to score a goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll take any type of power play goal. <laughs> one off of a glove. One off of a shoulder pad. One off of a knee. I don't. It doesn't matter. Just just find one so it's not goose eggs anymore. Let's go. Let's see what uh, the power play looks like when they get back home. Uh, they play Ottawa. Tomorrow, and then it's a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back scenario against Montreal and Detroit before hooking up at T-Mobile Arena next Tuesday against the Seattle Kraken. And we have two sets of tickets to give away. We'll give away one set right now and then another set after one-timer. So call right now at 702-876-1340. And Ryan, be caller number 32. 32, because it's the Seattle Kraken, 32nd franchise in the National Hockey League. 702-876-1340. Chris Chapman, operator, is standing by, and we'll be back with one-timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a top hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. Jack Eichel conversations continue. Uh, Elliot Friedman has a report out. Let's go to our Jack Eichel. What's up, Jack? Correspondent with uh, Ryan Wallace. So it looks like Elliot Friedman did talk about it today on Wednesday Night Hockey. Um, the the quote that is is important here is, I'm getting pushback. This is Elliot, Elliot Friedman. I'm getting pushback on the idea that Calgary is close. He goes on to say, I've always believed that the team, the one pushing the hardest, is Vegas, and I also believe Buffalo would like to make this deal. So there you go, Elliot Friedman. You told me to let you know when Elliot Friedman said something, and Elliot Friedman has said something. So Elliot implies that Buffalo would rather do the deal with Vegas? That's the implication, yep. Okay. Curious. Uh, everything we're in, in the Calgary conversation revolves around Matthew Kachuk from the reports that, sure. he, that, that I've read. He has one more year yeah. left uh, before he's an RFA. Uh, his deal with yep. Calgary when he signed this contract was difficult. Uh, Brady Kachuk just uh, went through some uh, prolonged contract talks with the Ottawa Senators. He will be in the lineup tomorrow night uh, before they manage to sign that one. There's not a hope that I would make that deal if I'm Buffalo 
for Matthew Kachuk without having an extension done. Not a chance. No, because yeah. all of a sudden, you're now you're negotiating from a, a point of weakness trying to extend Matthew Kachuk mm-hmm. because you just traded uh, Jack Eichel for him. And he's sitting there going, hey, you thought I was good? You don't want to look. You don't want to uh, go into a situation where you have to trade me because you got me for Jack Eichel. Like that, the, the extension has to be done. Otherwise, there's no no sense in even talking. Yeah, I mean, if if you're Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabers, you want to have an extension, and it, you want it to be a max term extension. Like, frankly, that's what you're looking for if you're making this trade, and you're looking at Matthew Kachuk as the cornerstone piece that's coming back for Jack Eichel. So I'm with you 100%. If I'm the Buffalo Sabres and this is reasonably close, I'm not making the trade call. I'm not going in any direction unless I know Matt Kachuk is going to sign up for at least another eight years and you can get that deal done relatively soon before that trade goes through. Trying to picture Daryl Sutter coaching Jack Eichel too. Yeah, I, I, I don't get that one. Um, I like Jack. You're not going to find somebody. You're not going to find anybody that that has a greater appreciation for Jack Eichel and his skill set. Um, you're also not going to find somebody that that has has really a great appreciation for Daryl Sutter and how he coaches and what it does for certain organizations that could never win a Stanley Cup and then won two in three years. Um, I don't know that that's a fit. I really don't. Um, and, and I would imagine that. Based on how well things are going right now for the Calgary Flames, I wouldn't want to disrupt any of that. So you factor in the flame start? I do. Yeah, I, I do because, um, you know, you're, you're not talking about plunking a player in right now that's going to be able to help you. You're talking about taking somebody out of your out of your top line in Matthew Kachuk and his replacement's not getting into the lineup for three or four months. <laughs> that's going to mess with chemistry. How would you describe what the Vegas Golden Knights have gone through from an injury perspective? Catastrophic. Okay, here's what the Colorado Avalanche will go without tonight. Mikko Rantanen, mm-hmm. Kale McCarr, Andre Burakovsky, and then they, they have some, some others out. But McCarr, Yikes. Rantanen, Burakovsky. Their Avalanche are 4-4 four and four, uh, this year. They've already played games without uh, Nate McKinnon. It's It's not just Vegas. It's a tough road and the Pittsburgh Penguins just zeroing in on Sidney Crosby's return coming off the, uh, the surgery uh-huh. right before training camp announced that Sid, yep. the kid has been diagnosed with COVID. So, so he's out probably out. Well, if he's actually got it, so he's out 10 days. Yeah. It's interesting um, for, for Sidney Crosby because, and I'm double checking this. I think he just played his first game of the year, right? Like, yeah. He's been back for one game, and then gets on goes into the COVID protocol. So it's it's been a tough tough road for Crosby just getting back after surgery, and gets in one game, and then he's he's going to be out for a while. So that's that's a tough one for the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby. Uh, already uh, without uh, the big man, the big winger, uh, Malkin, and uh, they've they've had a. a couple of games uh, just decimated uh, by injury so we'll, we'll keep our eye on, yeah. on that um, what else is, is going on uh, Carey Price uh, Montreal Canadiens coach uh, Dominic Ducharme on Carey Price whose 30 day enrollment in the players assistant program is up uh, on Friday 
on when he could rejoin the team in Carey Price. And uh, he says, we don't have confirmation yet, but we're expecting him in town soon. We don't have an exact date yet. But that's positive. It is positive. I, you know, again, I, I think that we all understand that uh, with with Carey Price and really any any player that that takes time to step away from the game to to address something that's needed in their life, that that is more important than a game. And, you know, the fact that uh, Carey Price, it's looking like is closer and closer to getting back to the Montreal Canadiens and getting back to getting on the ice. That's that's a good thing. And, you know, hopefully it's sooner than later. And, and hopefully uh, we get to see Carey Price making unbelievable and fantastic saves on the ice soon enough. Uh, Pekka Rennie going to be the first Nashville Predator player to have his number retired. Number 35, going to the rafters. February 24th is the exact yeah, date. Well, well deserved. Game changer. That's all I got. In. Well, de well deserved. Like late round pick and managed to work his way yeah. through that and uh, part of that Nashville goalie factory for a number of years. Uh, they just had top flight goaltenders and won the Vesna late in his career and uh, and is now going to have that number 35 retired. Uh, Kravtsov has been loaned to the KHL by the New York Rangers. They've been going back and forth. Uh, P.K. Subban fined 15 grand. Mm -hmm. A lot of, lot of dangerous <laughs> trip fines out there this year. Well, in the case of P.K. Subban, it's interesting because you and I had the discussion um, on P.K. Subban uh, after the Ryan Reeves trip in the preseason where it looked like Reeves was going to miss some time and it, the injury wasn't as bad. But, you know, we had we had kind of that discussion. Was that done intentionally by P.K. Subban or was it just a hockey play gone wrong? At the time, I think everybody, you know, you and I were in agreement that it looked like a hockey play gone wrong. Well, since the Ryan Reeves trip by P.K. Subban, uh, he has had the, a similar-looking dangerous trip on Milan Lucic mm -hmm. a little while, uh, like a week ago, and now this one here against Trevor Zegris that was even more egregious and more blatant and more ridiculous. Um, so it's become a trend for P.K. Subban this year to go in and uh, essentially slew-foot people. So not, not good, and uh, I was surprised that there was no suspension, seeing as this was twice now in about a 10-day period. Yeah, I thought there might be a suspension there, too. Uh, Mike Smith could return to the yeah. lineup for the Oilers when they host the New York Rangers on Friday. Hey, now. Get your Mike Team Smith Team Canada jerseys. goalie Mike Smith. Let's go. I've, 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 I've already given it to Jordan Binnington, but he might be part of the uh, oh. the roster. But starting goaltender is going to be Jordan Binnington uh, for Team Canada. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. We're going to have to start playing a, a game about Everybody gets to pick a day during the course of uh, the week when they're going to win the game because it's it's reaching that okay. time where it's become right. fascinating. Hold on. Um, keep talking. I'm going to look up their schedule. All right. Well, yeah, Chapman I'm, already I'm, has it. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. So uh, let's see. They won't beat the Ducks. Okay, when do they play? Uh, the fifth. They play Friday. Okay, they play Friday. I, I am. You know what? There is a possibility. Friday, oh, I know where it is. Friday, November twelfth. They yep, host. They got Chicago. They host the. I think they host the Blackhawks. I think that game is at the. Uh, no, it's actually in Chicago. Scratch that. They won't win that game in Chicago. So Arizona is o nine and one after being blanked mm -hmm. by the Philadelphia Flyers. That was a good game last night. Uh, but they're o nine and one. 
They play Friday against the Ducks. Yes. Is their next game. What, what What's their schedule after that? Saturday. So back-to-back. Uh, Ducks, then Kraken. Okay. Then Wednesday the 10th, Wild. Friday, November 12th. That's a loss. Chicago. Ooh, okay. Possibly. Saturday, another back-to-back. Saturday the 13th, Nashville. November Ooh, 16th, St. <laughs> Louis. Tough. Loss. Yeah. Uh, November 18th, Blue Jackets. Winnable, but loss. <laughs> it's got to be November 20th against the Red Wings. No, no, no. That's a loss. <laughs> Chapman, Detroit's, Detroit's trying to win games. I, I know. You I can't know. really say the same for Arizona. I, I am looking, and I, oh my gosh. This, they might not win in November. This you, could go all the way till December. The worst part about Arizona's record right now is their goaltending has been really good. I know. <laughs> They literally can't score. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They have 13 goals in 10 games. They're, they're going to need to just 13, get. <laughs> they have 13 goals in 10 games. It's, it's good. People think there's good. problems here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Vegas has scored 21 and 9. Oh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, like I'm with Chapman, I think the twelfth is a possible win. Oh, if they don't win against that Chicago, game? but oh my gosh. like I, I can see the Arizona Coyotes being winless into December. Unless legitimately, they, yeah. Unless there's, there's they get a, path a team there, there is a path there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they get a team that just completely is off their game that night, and it, it would have to be a, a team that's not good, like Columbus you know, in, or, in or fairness, Detroit. <laughs> In fairness, Chapman, uh, they don't play Chicago again until January 6th. Oh so who knows? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when do they play? Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. Oh, the Kraken. Yeah. Like, could they beat the Kraken? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Their, their goal differential, by the way, is minus 29. Ten games in, it's minus 29. Yeah. Uh, there is not a team... Under 500 in the Metropolitan Division. Just thought I'd point wow. that out. It's a, and then Do you want to know the best the the best stretch of the calendar for the Arizona Coyotes? Mm. Bye week, February 3rd through February 22nd. Oh yeah, <laughs> they can't lose those yeah. those three weeks. Oh my gosh! Oh, and and they've got a new coach there, and oh, I just it's. Like Phil must be just looking at that, going, "Get me!" Oh, maybe, maybe he's just enjoying it until he gets traded at the deadline. Phil's Phil's going somewhere before the NHL trade deadline, and it's not just to Beijing, because he'll be on Team USA. Will he be on Team USA? I would think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I have I have no doubt. Uh, uh, I did I did have a little doubt, but. Let, let me just clarify. I think he's on Team USA. Uh, Winnipeg, 5-2-2. Two, two. Is that a sneaky start? Uh, no. I, I I mean, I think that, you know, I, I had Winnipeg um, as a good team going mm-hmm. into this year. I, I thought that they would be able to to challenge Colorado for tops in that division. So I, I don't know if it's sneaky. I think Winnipeg's just that good. They uh, struggled right out of the gate. And then they had that disappointing mm-hmm. result against San Jose on the weekend, 
where they had uh, San Jose and all the players out for COVID protocol. But then you look at the record, and 5-2-2. Two, and two. Uh, Congratulations, Kirill the Thrill uh, broke the seal last night as he scores his first of the season in overtime against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and it uh, took nine games. I Does he score 30 goals this year? Can I thought guys... he was going to win the Art Ross. No, there's no way. Or the way. Rocket, I'm sorry. I thought he was. I thought he was going to win the Rocket. That's what you said. That was your take. That's, that's what I mean. Like, am I am I in big time trouble now, or was it oh, just yeah. a slow yeah. start? No, no, no. You're he's he's maybe a thirty goal guy. He's given year. away maybe. the first ten games. Yeah, not that's, good for you. No, it, it's not good for me. Uh, those are your one timers for this Wednesday, November. Let's give away two more tickets, though, before we go to break to see the Seattle Kraken on Tuesday. Be which caller, Ryan? Come on. It can't be 32 again. Okay. Caller number 63. Why that? We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Congratulations, James, Mike. You are going to go see the Seattle Kraken against the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday at T-Mobile Arena. 63rd caller. That was the uh, winner. James was the uh, the winner there. And uh, why was it 63? Where, what do you get when you add 32 and 31 together? Oh, so you went the 31st franchise and the 30. That makes sense. I was racking my brain yeah. the entire commercial break. Wondering why you picked 63. But now it, it all makes sense. Top that, Chapman, yep. as we catch up with uh, old Christopher. Yeah, I don't don't know if I can. By the way, before we get to catching up with Chapman, the worst, <laughs> the first or the, the worst <laughs> season statistically for a team with wins in NHL history is eight. Yeah. Do the Arizona Coyotes get eight wins? Is that Washington? This? Washington. Yeah. They were an expansion team that year, correct or no? No. No. Okay. Just a really bad team. Does Arizona get eight wins? Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. And they, Ottawa was the next uh, at 10. 10. Yeah. They, Ottawa won and 41 on the road that season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that uh, that team that had eight wins in Washington, when they finished that season, they went out after the, after the final buzzer and carried a garbage can around the ice. To celebrate the season being over <laughs> oh. instead, instead, instead of a Stanley Cup. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, there's a, there's so a true good. story. Sorry to cut, uh, cut into your time, Chad. No, no, no. Oh, and, and I guess the 80-81 Winnipeg Jets won nine. That was not good. Yeah, so, so. I remember that time. Doug Sotar was the goalie in that one. And Washington did improve the following season. They won 11 games the next season. So, you know. Uh, hey, it's, it's all about baby steps. Uh, so just PSA from Chapman. If you're going to drink, call somebody. Don't drive drunk. Please, please. Tragic accident yesterday or crash, I should say. Just please use your head. Don't drink and drive. Don't drive if you've been drinking. I I, I really have nothing more to say. It, it's, it's, it, it was sickening and tragic, and, and I had a very, very difficult time with it yesterday because I've mentioned before I lost my brother in a drunk driving crash. So um, please, please just use your head. Don't do it. It's really not worth it. Driving intoxicated, uh, speeding, reckless driving. In fact, I was just outside the studio door, and I heard somebody go tearing down the street. And my first thought was, 
Did we not learn a little bit? No. Like you have to rip it up the street. We we know you have a great car, but use it responsibly. Yeah, and I I hate having to end the show or say use my segment on on such a a, a just a difficult topic and subject, but people just need to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Lives lives are destroyed and it's it's just it's not worth it. Uh, you were uh, right. Expansion uh, Washington Capitals uh, expansion draft seventy four. So you were right uh, seventy four seventy five. Thank you. Uh, I was wrong. I thought they came in uh, with seventy two group, but I was wrong on that front. They did have five ties and allowed four hundred forty six goals. Yeah, I don't see that what? team being very good in the shootout wow. or three on three. So ties would have been their friend uh, that season. <laughs> I believe I think the 74-75 team wore white pants as well. Oh. They were the only team that that's ever worn white pants. My buddy actually had season tickets for that team. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's from he's from that part of the world and uh yeah. At the Capital Center, Landover. Die diehard Caps fan, yeah. Huh. Then they switched to uh the red pants. Ah, that was uh, good sweaters though. Good sweaters. Only one way to eight games, but look good out there. Uh, Three o'clock pregame show tomorrow, and then the uh, faceoff at four o'clock. Vegas Golden Knights and Ottawa Senators.